This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now your host, Mr. Levi. And we're back on Raspberry Lemonade. How are you doing today? Good to see you, Evan. Our guest today on the show. How are you doing today, man? Hanging in there. Same stuff. Getting ready to wrap up the week. <laughs> right on, yeah, we were just talking a little bit off air, and you uh, have to deal with some annoying things sometimes, don't you? Yeah, always. Hey, any business, any venture, yeah, there's always something that's going to come up. Even even when stuff's smooth sailing, something will come up. <laughs> something always does. It's just the nature of things, right? But uh, thank you yeah. for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, yeah, appreciate also, having me. Already, shout out your podcast or i guess you could shout it out real quick yeah so uh we just kicked it off and our first guest is looking at him (laughs) so yeah we just uh got off there and uh it's launch traders you can find us on instagram at launch traders very simple and uh yeah quality is going to keep getting better the you know i'm going to keep getting better as a host but i appreciate it so tune into there if you like (laughs) Exactly. We just finished recording that episode. Now we're doing this one. So let's get right into it, man. Tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself and you know your business. With I know you have a couple ventures, but like the base or the main things, I guess you could say. Yeah. So definitely have a couple couple things going on all at once. Trying to get more focused and streamlined with things. But um, yeah, I basically started out in high school in the trading industry. Um, you're kind of typical retail trader, found all those guys online, took a bunch of courses, saved up some money from busing tables and serving tables at my family's restaurant in Florida. And, um, yeah, loaded into account with five grand, blew that down to about two grand and, uh, you know, felt pretty terrible about that, but (laughs) learned, learned some mistakes, dusted myself off, kept learning, then ultimately grew that up to. Uh, past $25,000, which if you guys are in the trading space, it's called the PDT rule, uh, pattern day trading rule. If you're below 25 grand in an account in the United States, it's harder to day trade. You can only trade, uh, have five day trades per five day rolling period or three day trades. I forget which one, but far past that now, luckily. Um, so I've gotten nice. past that and then really was able to take trading seriously for a couple of years all throughout college, kept growing it. I never really went out to the party or anything like that a couple times here and there, but for the most part, weekends I was studying charts and setting up for the week and just sharpening my craft for for trading. And uh, I was mainly in the uh, option space and equity space, traded futures a little bit, but that was not my uh, main forte. And yeah, after college, um, COVID hit. And the market, as you guys know, went pretty ballistic on everything, every front, and uh, made some connections, went to actually trade professionally at a hedge fund in West Palm Beach for about a year and a half or so, was developing some quant strategies with them and some automated algorithms, and uh, all the while was teaching people how to trade on the retail side. So um, I was teaching people with Cameron Foos, who is a really well-known influencer now in the crypto space. I was teaching people how to trade equities on uh, with iconic traders, which uh, that's no longer a thing, but 
launch traders is coming back up, uh, led by myself and a couple other people that I trust near and dear with, um, actually giving proper value to people in the trading space, you know, not just trying to be a money grab, uh, actually trying to change the space and give proper value. But aside from that, um, traded there for a couple of years professionally, hated working at a hedge fund, <laughs> didn't like being <laughs> in an office every day. It's It was still cool to see that side of things and you know, trade bigger size and develop you know, automated strategies and see that front, but it was still being in an office every day, being around people every day and kind of having a boss in an industry where you don't really need it. Um, so ultimately, severed ties from that um, left. I still am working on quant strategies to this day and still trading, but right now my main focus has kind of shifted towards real estate. And um, kind of by necessity, in a way, I got into it. Um, you know, had some couple of trading losses, and uh, just from reckless trading when I was you know in college and stuff, and then dove into into real estate uh, just because I saw a deal and it looked great, and said, you know what, I'm gonna try and flip this thing. So <laughs> went in, flipped it, made all the money back. Um, at the same time, I was catching my stride with trading, so I had both those funneling in. And all that kind of led to uh, to here. Um, no longer really. Uh, I'm no longer trading for hedge fund. I am trading retail, teaching people how to trade. I still love doing that um, all day long over at Launch Traders. But I'm also really heavy on real estate. And we were just talking about uh, some stuff yesterday and before we hopped on here about some deals we're getting in. We're mainly wholesaling. Um, a partner and a partner and myself mainly wholesaling now, just due to where the market's at and due to how our marketing channels are set. Uh, we're getting a lot of a lot of leads in every day, a um, couple contracts a week signed. So it's been going very good on that front. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at now. I have a couple of little side things as well that are you know, trying to automate like a small regional cleaning business that, you know, I like boring businesses too because everyone needs them. You mm-hmm. don't really have to get a crazy selling pitch to, to get someone to, you know, pay you for cleaning services. It's do you want it or not? Is the price make sense or not? Cool. Is the quality good? Cool. And trying to automate that with some some VAs. But um, yeah, right now those are kind of my main main fronts. That's amazing, man. You got some pretty big stuff there going on. And as far as the uh, trading, so it'd be safe to say you're a day trader, right? Yeah, day trade and swing. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what I don't you know I don't know the difference in the terms yeah. very much. But, uh, basically, yeah, basically the yeah the time frame swing a little bit longer term. Um, you hold the trades, day trading, and just in and out. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, right on. Thank, thank you for clarifying that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so this is like a day trade, or you know, I was wondering, but yeah, uh, how yeah. did you even get into that into that space? Because you said you did it like right out. Of college or were you still in college is that what you said yeah i mean um started in high school learning about it and wanting to wanting to learn how to trade um so i was kind of in the back of back of class just studying charts and trading in the morning of you know high school my senior year mainly so uh yeah people would kind of look at my screen and be like are you making music or something what are you doing with all those charts and, you know it's at that point, I was like excited to make seventy-five bucks or hundred bucks. I was like, I'm going to back class here. I'm making 
you know, I'm making money right now. Everyone's learning this useless American history. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, so that was cool. But um, yeah, just kind of learned it from my own mistakes, studying other people um, and just really developing my own, my own system, my own strategy, which is kind of what we do at launch traders is we don't really give you like a, we give you a strategy. Yes. But you got to kind of find what works for you. Everyone's different. Everyone's personality is different. You know, you really got to find, find that edge for yourself and kind of help that. So that's, you know, through seven years of doing that, doing, you know, this, um, that's kind of how it, uh, how it came to be. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. But like, how did you even hear about day trading? Cause I didn't even know that was a thing until, I don't know, in the past five years or so, like I, I, I had only always just heard like very traditional, you know, ways of making, making income. And, you know, like you said, you, uh, you would, uh, worked like at a restaurant, right? And like cleaning tables and stuff like that. And so stuff like that, like I, I didn't even know that there's, there was a whole space where you can essentially start with essentially nothing. Right. And, and make a lot. Yeah, it's uh, so <laughs> funny enough. Um, I tell everyone the the truth. I don't really have some embellished story of how I discovered day trading or found an interest in it. It was basically a combination of two things. When I was growing up, my grandpa was very big and the you know always would watch CNBC and Fox Business and everything, and I would see him just cussing out the screens all day long. So I was always like, hmm, interesting. This is. <laughs> People make a lot of money. Some days they'll be very happy. People lose a lot of money. So there's like a lot of competitiveness and excitement in, in that. And um, the other thing was just be transparent about it. I watched Wolf of Wall Street and was like, you know what? <laughs> there's money in the stock market. So <laughs> it was based on a true story. Now, obviously, all of his stuff in there, and the, the show itself, the movie itself is very out there and embellished in some ways. And everything he did was fraudulent. <laughs> but obviously... Right. Both those things kind of combined and then also getting hit with just ads from people who day traded and taught it all kind of created that perfect storm of that's what I want to do. Um, whether it was at that time for at that time, it was definitely for, Hey, I want to, you know, in my mind, get rich quick, let's do it. Like, But uh, over time it turned into, okay, this isn't a get rich quick thing. This is an industry. This is a true job. There's a lot to it. And um, there's a lot of people that do it. On a high, highly professional level, so I need to handle myself as such. Um, so yeah, it's kind of kind of how the interest stemmed. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question. Like, have you watched Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. <laughs> yeah how does that compare? But it sounds like it's very similar. Um, yeah, it's at a, at a hedge fund. That's the environment in a way. It, it depends on which one you're at. The one I was at, it was partially like that. It wasn't. Fully, but it was a lot of, you know, screwing around during the day when stuff isn't going on. Um, a lot of people throwing up crazy profits and everything and you know, slamming the desk. And, you know, it, it's a lot more of a pressure cooker environment, which is why you know, I got burnt out from that after a year and a half, especially developing things at the same time. Um, but, you know, with trading, you can kind of take it that route or you can take it the nice calm route, which I'm at now. And it's you know, coming in, in the morning for two hours a day checking from charts if there's a trade you take it if there's not you walk away so it's all all which uh which side you you know high school me was 
like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. All the all the money getting thrown around in this movie and you know, all these people <laughs> making all this on Fox and everything and CNBC. Um, so that's kind of got me the allure into it. But once you're really in it and you're learning it the right way, it's a totally different different industry. Gotcha. Yeah. And you also mentioned that you were in West Long Beach. Was that in California? Or is there another Long Beach that I don't know? Oh, West, uh, West Palm Beach. In, uh, oh, Palm Beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, right, right up above, uh, right near Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, okay. much lower of a town than, than Miami, a lot more quieter i would say <laughs> yeah i've only done a, a layover there a couple times pretty chill for sure yeah uh, i think I, I, and again i've never actually been in in miami but uh i was able to kind of explore a little bit for lauderdale and it's really nice yeah it's pretty sweet there. So it's still humid you know because it's florida but <laughs> yeah i'm up in tampa now and it's every day even now and November, you know, we're filming this what November third. It's it's still blazing hot outside. <laughs> That's insane. But uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know how you got into being a day trader and mentioned a little bit too on on your real estate endeavors now. But uh, could you tell us like the like what was it like when you first started? You know, because you, you said you you saved up what was it like five grand right yeah. to to get started with day trading. What were those few, I don't know, few few weeks, first few months, maybe even the first year like for you? Yeah, it was um, a roller coaster because the thing is, I was still at that point trading small size and I was trying to get my feet under me. I was you know, still working at the, the restaurant, so I'd go and I'd serve tables or something and make, you know, 100, 150, 200 bucks in a night. And then there'd be some days where, you know, I really, at that first point, I didn't, I wasn't really learning from anybody for that first year. I was kind of just trying to figure it out myself, watching some YouTube, maybe I'd buy this small course, but nothing like set in stone. Here's how to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like in the back of my mind too. I wasn't trading much size. So I would lose 50 bucks in the day. I wouldn't really learn why I wouldn't really care because at night I would just go make 150. Yeah. So it was like at that point, but I wasn't really growing from that because I was just, it was just coming back in. If I make money, I was like, cool, all happy, elated. If I lost money, I'd never really looked into why to grow from it. So after that first year, that's when I started to, you know, I went to college and was like, okay, now I don't have any other income. I have to study and trade. So if I would lose that same 50 bucks. It would sting more. And right. I would learn from it um, at that point to figure out how to actually grow. So um, yeah, the first two years, you know, it was definitely a learning experience and also blowing it more than half of the more than half of the account initially, just not following any sort of strategy stung pretty good. So right. definitely yeah. a lot a lot more loss sounds like in the beginning, right? A lot more loss than wins. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Not doing things right from the start. It will you might have a great first week, great first month, great first quarter, but if you're not doing things properly, it's gonna catch up really fast too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why always the importance of even at least YouTube, right? In, in the very least, like if you do anything, yeah. definitely do YouTube because you can learn from other people's mistakes and you know hopefully avoid some of your own when you're just starting up or, yeah. or even going forward. I think like we 
whether it's YouTube or networking with other people who are in the same space, I think that's very important to, to do that because you need to save yourself from, from making too many mistakes, right? Because the whole idea is like you want to take advantage in the good way of people's experience. Yeah. It's uh, definitely still a learning experience and you have to fail. But for the most part, if you can avoid it, let's try to avoid it, right? Yeah, exactly. Try to avoid as much uh, much pain and loss as possible. Now, you know, real estate, you know, I've lost on some deals before and it sucks, but you lose maybe, you know, you buy really bad 20 grand, but it's over the course of a year. Mm. I've had losses that I've seen, you know, when I'm trading a big size at the fund and you know seeing other people make and i mean they lose anywhere from 40 60 80 100,000 in you know a couple minutes i've seen it wow. it's it's a different and i've also seen at the same time yeah you know, i made 100 grand on the flip but i've seen people make a million in a day on you know, in front of my eyes so it's it's just uh it's a much different environment and if you don't know what you're doing you can you know, take that, uh, as they say, take the escalator, the escalator up and the elevator down pretty quick. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those spaces that if you're doing things properly, you can make a good amount of money quick or you can be very consistent with it and make, you know, 500 a day, 1,000 a day, or you can just lose everything you have. It's, it's not a, a game to, to play around, so. Yeah. And so it's awesome that you're you know, taking the initiative to help people who want to get into that space to teach them like this is how you do it this is the right way to go about it that way they can yeah. save themselves from, from and you know th that heartache yeah try and do it um you know we don't do any signals we don't do anything like that we really teach people to how to fish not give them fish and um a lot of people that advertise in this industry are front-running plays, meaning they're sending signals out, and a lot of people are just very lazy and want to buy the signals and just say, yeah, I don't want to learn, just show me what to buy. Okay, mm -hmm. well, uh, that's not going to work <laughs> because, you know, what happens, one, if that you know guru leaves, there's going to be no signals coming your way, and second, you're always, always, always getting a horrible entry every single time that you buy a signal because there's already that guru that sent it out Plus the other 500 or a thousand subscribers already pounding into that deal or into that, um, that trade. So it's, uh, yeah, if anyone's watching this, just whether you learn it from us or someone else, just make sure that you are not following signals. That's the number one thing. No signals, nothing's free. There's no free money in the form of signals. You got to put the work in, in any industry. Exactly. hundred percent. So let's move on now to, Nitty gritty stuff. We like to get a little personal on this podcast. I'm sure you're aware of that by now. Yeah. So I like to ask, you know, the guests that we have on, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, like your could be your childhood, your teenage years, so we could get a better sense of who you've been and like now how that's affected who you are today. Yeah. Um, pretty standard. Bounced around, um, you know, the north and. So, you know, was born in uh, Pittsburgh, moved to Cleveland for a little bit. Uh, go Cavs, huge Cavs fan. Nice. <laughs> and uh, having a great year this year. Thank you, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and Darius. <laughs> but, 
anyways, um, then, you know, moved down to Florida, completely different environment than those two. But, um, you know, never was really that family that was like comfortable in a way was still kind of like budgeting stuff. You know, we were never like on the streets broke and stuff, but there were ups and downs, especially in 08 and, you know, through 2010, 2011. So it was always, um, a kind of scarcity mindset in a way, even when things were good. And that's definitely, even to this day, affected me in a couple of my ventures. You know, my partners, um, he hasn't had, you know, he grew up a little bit on the poorer side, made a lot of money, and now it's just chucking money at marketing me. I'm more like, let's relax, let's, let's settle back, let's afford you know, <laughs> some of this cash. And that inhibits me in some ways and also, you know, helps me in some ways. So, but. Right. Yeah, as far as that goes, it was pretty pretty standard. Family owned a small Italian restaurant in Fort Myers, and um, that's basically how it uh, how it came to be. My dad's always been very hardworking, and kind of grabbed that work ethic from him. Um, you know, he's always kind of been someone that's worked literally in the restaurant industry for his entire life, and hasn't traveled, hasn't done really anything. You know, in restaurants, we always say, "Well, you're." enjoying yourself or working yeah so that's you know always what it is at night you're out on the friday night having fun we're working um, yeah so that was kind of the thing with that always kind of soaked up the work ethic from seeing that and being in restaurants and um yeah i just knew that there was something more than that obviously and you know wanted to kind of travel and see things um, my girlfriend and i this year have been to like six or seven countries so far going to scotland in december so we just you know we work to be able to go see things and uh all that kind of gelled from seeing what you know it sounds bad but like what i didn't have and as a kid to now so yeah no and that's perfectly fair and perfectly fine man i I think it's great that you are putting yourself in a position where now you can you know make these trips to other cultures and really I don't know about you, but my personal experience, when you go see other countries, how people live, uh, you know, what goes on, how the countries run and things like that, it really helps you appreciate what you have back at home. Because even, you know, even though uh, maybe you grew up not super poor, but, you know, just kind of getting by, even in that kind of level of 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 uh, life, I guess you could say, you're still doing better than most people in the world, unfortunately. Yeah. And you, you start to appreciate, you know, wow, we had running water. Wow, we had at least food in the fridge. We had a fridge. You know, yeah. These countries, like, the standard of living is, it, it really doesn't compare. Yeah. Appreciate and, and be grateful for what you do have. Yeah, definitely. A lot, of, a lot of times, yeah, people miss that, and I do, especially all the time. Until you go and take that trip, and you're like, yeah, that's exactly the point. Yeah, exactly. You definitely, it's a learning experience. At the same time, you get to enjoy yourself, you know. And for me, it's always the food. Like wherever we're trying to go visit, like okay, where's the best food? Where are we going? Like that's. That's like yeah. half the trip right there. <laughs> yeah, by far. Italy so far has been our, our top of food by landslide. And surprisingly, Ireland was second. 
Definitely. Yeah. Okay. No uh no hate on the UK or, or um London, but that's on the far bottom. <laughs> that's good. what I heard. Yeah, it was. It is just, what it is, you know. <laughs> that was over. It was like overpriced New York food. That was just not good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but it's all good, man. We we uh, welcome as many flavorful foods as there as there are out there, right? Some people might like it. I'm not a fan, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's that's fine. To each their own, yeah. Uh, but yeah, awesome hearing that about your family. And so, it, does your dad still have that restaurant to this day? Is that? Yep. Yeah, still thing? going day by day. There's even days that I'll go and uh, you know visit down there and work it. It's just fun to it's fun to go, you know, hang out with him and help him out a little bit. So he's not always on his feet and kind yeah. of uh, put you back in that um, prior mindset. Which is yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. It's cool to just kind of visit the visit the roots. It's always going to be a family restaurant, so it's never going to be able to really leave it. If I had the lottery today, I would still be you know, going there a couple times to help out and check things out, serve a few tables, cook a little bit. Yeah, it's a nice, uh, strange stress reliever at times. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. So, what's the name of the restaurant? If anyone's ever what was it Fort Myers? Yeah, if you're at Fort Myers, Il Pomodoro. Italian restaurant. We got Ooh, Italian. You should have led with that, man. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. If you're ever down there, just mention Evan and he'll uh, hook you up with something good. So. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit about your upbringing, you know, kind yeah. of your background, where you come from. And uh, now we like to ask the guests to share a not so great story, you know, sour story, maybe something that was a highlight when it comes to either the day trading or the real estate thing so far. That wasn't probably, maybe something didn't work out the best way or you were like, man, I really wish that didn't happen. Stuff like yeah. that. Did anything come to mind? Plenty of that. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of those. I, I mean, one of them, so we started like a not an investment fund, but basically took on some uh, took on some money, yeah, you know, in the form of I guess loans you can call them, um, the way it's structured. And this is before before COVID, and mainly uh, only friends and family and such. So basically trading on loans, right? Okay, cool. Give some interest back, yada yada, and. The number one thing that I've learned now is be very careful who you partner with on things. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, had a partner basically blew through a um, good chunk of that money, about 45 grand a day, and then 16 the next day. And, um, yeah, it's uh, that was pretty nasty, right? So it's, you know, recovered it back up, gave, you know, paid out interest and everything, too. Everyone that had their, you know, loan their money to the corp, and you know, got uh, got on the positive side with that to this day, and uh, continuing growing it. But that's something that uh, stung for a good year, and even now to this day, you know, we have a good amount of deals that we're still flipping um, as a unit, and it's all about just 
knowing the market and timing and not forecasting in the future. So bought one deal that, you know, we're going to maybe break even on it at worst, you know, knock on wood, lose 10 grand and stuff. But still, it could have been a easily a 50 grand, 40 grand profit. Uh, one, if we stayed on time. Two, if we timed the market right. And three, didn't project them in the future, bro. Real. Um, misprojected in the future and just hope that everything would stay this, the way it was. Right. So that's one still sitting on the market now. Uh, but yeah, I guess those are two uh, very two things that will stick with me. Find you know, be careful who you partner with, uh, bet it out, and also you know, never really try to hope or, you know in business never really try to just you know play the data, look at the data. Um, don't try to hope that something's going to continue for forever, right? Yeah, exactly. Man, okay. So where, where's that home located that you're trying to, uh, that you just... That was in South Carolina. Yeah, great house. Uh, solid area. It's just, uh, yeah, the rates, right? Didn't time it right. And uh, went a little over budget, took a little bit longer. Have a hard money loan on it too, so you got interest, right? So it's kind of that perfect storm, mistiming it. But you know, it's gonna it's gonna sell at some point. Uh, got some good interest on it, luckily. But um, yeah, for the most part, you know, that's just another thing is just timing it, right? Right, exactly. I mean, you want to take a second and kind of tell people like where it's at if they're interested. Yeah, hey, interested. Spartanburg. Yeah, Spartanburg, South Carolina. We're we're buying down rates too, so. You know, buy at full ask that 298 <laughs> full buy down your rate and uh that's really what we're trying to do you know it's adding adding value a lot of sellers in that area aren't adding value they're just sitting there kind of wondering what to do and hoping that someone you know takes it but we're actually trying to take take action on it and yeah you know, move the deal right so we put a great product out we know that but um yeah it's all about timing right exactly well, all right awesome there you go hope I don't know. Maybe, hopefully that helps. <laughs> Spartanburg, South Carolina, beautiful house. There. <laughs> Some way, somehow, word of mouth, you know, is the best way to get yeah. news out there. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that helps out. Uh, and hopefully, someone goes ahead and purchases the property soon. You know, yeah. and yeah. again, it sounds like it's going to be a, a bit of an L, but. Uh, my friend always says, like, two L's, make a W. <laughs> that's good. I gotta I'm like, dude, that's so true. Right there I just put out, so. <laughs> it's really true. Like, the more L's you have, the more W's you can make in the future. It's always a learning experience. And looks like you got a good head on your shoulders, so I don't think this is going to, you know, bring you down. or going to be like, oh, that's it. I'm giving up on this thing. It doesn't. make sure that never happens again <laughs> so yeah i actually want to take a moment and emphasize that because that's dude you hit it on the money like it it's okay to fail and first of all for a lot of people that's the biggest hurdle 
like, oh, like, I don't want to fail. Or like, what if I fail? But once you get past that fear, then it's like, okay, it's okay to fail, but I got to learn something from it. So it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Right? And, and really figure out like, okay, dissect it. Like, where, where did we start going wrong? Or like, why, like, what led to what? And how can I change that or avoid that in the future? And that's the biggest yeah. thing. That's how you really learn, right? And, and get better in business as a person in, in anything, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just keep growing from, from the shakes. It's like a cliche everyone says, but, you know, it's that, uh, you know, kind of fail forward type thing. Just got to keep moving. If not, then, you know, if we took a, took a loss on a deal or something and it's just sitting there, I mean, there's, and you're just sitting there scared, there's really no benefit to come of that it's just you just lost and it's just negative now you know take that go make it positive that's it that's all it is so out there if you feel like you know you just failed and and you just feel like terrible and you're like oh man it, it's okay like it's okay to feel that way first of all it's okay to feel it don't let it overcome you though definitely you know learn from from evan here he's, he's telling his story of how this isn't the best situation, but you know he's learning from it and pushing forward. Yeah, making it making it a good situation out of the bad one. But um, with that said, let's go ahead and move on to now a better story, or a happier story, I guess, if you will. Tell us a sweet story that you've had so far, whether day trading, real estate, or even life in general. If you if you wish to share a nice story that you've had so far. Where you're like very, I don't know, very grateful, or like just like oh, it's the best feeling in the world right now. Sure, some probably be uh, probably be the first uh, first successful flip. Same area, same similar area, South Carolina. But um, yeah, we got this house for thing was nearly falling down. We got it for about twenty to twenty five grand. Oh, wow. Out the door with it cash and um flipped it into a beautiful home that we sold for upper 300s and uh paid about 100 grand on it so it's kind of nice to see that you know the first time it pay off everything was nice had a deal before that that did make money but had some issues with it couldn't maximize it and then you know kind of timed the market perfectly with this one yep definitely got lucky a little bit with with that we kind of sold at the peak but you know still kind of nice to see that uh yeah, that pay off. Yeah, dang. Tell us a little bit more about that, because that was a, your first flip, right? Uh, that was yeah. So that was the second one. Second. Um, yeah, right after one that was just it was good, but it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one we bought it for about twenty. Yeah, I think it was like twenty five. Um, out the door on it, put about two forty into it, uh, maybe a little bit less, and uh, sold it for three eighty five. So it was, took about a year and some change. Um, it was a huge, huge project, project. There were tons of little kind of losses inside of it, um, you know, in terms of just doing things wrong, learning from it, uh, you know, adding something that really didn't bring any value to the to that house. Like we put an insanely nice, overly nice master bathroom. Beautiful. Like Portuguese <laughs> tile, everything, rain shower, and a rain shower, and then two other shower, like shower heads. Just, it was like the most crazy thing you could possibly put into a bathroom. 
didn't need to do that. That was about, I think, 20 grand for the whole bathroom. And we could have easily made a very nice one for 10 and still attracted the same buyer. So we had little, little losses within things, but, you know, kind of coming out of that with a lot of lessons, experience, and cash was pretty big. I bet. They were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice, like, you know, weekend of, all right, we got it good. And then now we got more work. <laughs> so it's like a high and then bam, right back to the, to the median. But back to the gun. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Got the last question of the show for you. Uh, I'm curious because you kind of mentioned music. I don't remember if it was off air or we kind of touched on it a little oh yeah you did say that you know you would work on your laptop and people would ask you like yeah, people would yeah they thought i was making music on that i was like nah they're stock charts but yeah so i i naturally want to ask like are you a musician at all do you play anything no no my brother's getting big into it but me uh no pretty pretty terrible at everything with that i did try to learn guitar but got pretty bored of it for some reason yeah, I, <laughs> I, was, when I was younger but yeah <laughs> All right, um, but you do listen to music, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Most yeah. people do. There, I have met a few people that are like, "No, nah, I don't really like listen to to anything." And I'm like, "What? Like, how yeah, how do you get life, man? Like, yeah, exactly. how do you like go through things? It's like, yeah, I listen to podcasts when I'm in a mood to kind of learn. Then other times it's just, you know, just music. And strangely enough, the past probably month and even my girlfriend says it like i haven't listened to much much music at all it was all podcasts which i made a more of a growth mindset but every day i'm kind of more not stressed out in a way but more like everything just revolves on work 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 but whenever i kind of the past three days actually put on some music and just listen to whatever i feel a lot less work-minded so i'm not sure if there's a correlation there but i feel like at certain times it's got to shut it off and just listen to nothing you know <laughs> just really listen to yeah. just i think it's definitely important yeah. to take a break well so, and yeah it's a perfect segue for the last question here of the show if you had to choose your current life soundtrack like a song that really embodies what you're feeling right now or lately or what you're experiencing, you know, going through this journey, there's a song that comes to mind that yeah, maybe embodies that right now. That's a good question. <laughs> I like that. It's my uh, favorite to ask because as a musician, like music is life for me. And yeah. actually not too long ago, it, 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 someone switched it up on me and was like, well, you know, they told me their song first, and then they asked me, like, well, how about you? And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting the reverse Uno card there. <laughs> it flipped it on you. That's great. Yeah, it's, it could definitely be a, a difficult question, but even if yeah. you have to, like, narrow it down to, like, a vibe or something, what's a song that maybe fits the vibe of, of your, your, your life right now and how you've been feeling? Yeah, I mean... So I'll preface it with this. The majority of mine are all pure, like, trap rap. <laughs> That's basically what I listen to entirely. <laughs> so, like, as far as, like, as far as the lyrics go, there's really nothing that, that embodies, I guess, me, the majority of the lyrics. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, really, it's just that, it, strange enough, I'll try to kind of flip it into a more concise way, but uh, been getting more into kind of, I guess techno isn't really the word, but more like EDM type stuff for the sole reason that it's gets me into a better flow state than that. So I guess you kind of put that, that vibe into it. Like I'm trying to get more into a concise, nice and progressive flow state when I'm working and have a very, you know, have everything external and internal geared towards just focusing on the task at hand and then being able to walk away entirely from it. So yeah, I guess if you kind of put that, yeah. Very energetic music for sure. Is there yeah, like, it's very tunnel vision, yeah. you know. Is there a, a certain artist that you like at the moment that you've been listening to a lot? Uh, no, so my one of my buddies is big on EDM. I texted him, give me a few soundtracks, and I meant a few as in maybe 20. Uh, he sent me a thousand, so <laughs> he sent me his whole, his whole uh, Spotify playlist. So I've just been discovering it as like, oh, just hit and shuffle and keep it going, but... Yeah, I'm definitely not, um, you know, big in, uh, uh, the only people that I listen to for, that's not like EDM and, and trap rap is, uh, stuff that my girlfriend listens to, which is Taylor Swift, Terry Styles, all them, mm. and, uh, my brother's into Greta Van Fleet, they got some good stuff. So, they, yeah. I'm supposed to go see them, um. I think it's Heat Above was the one song I like a lot. That's a good one. But, but yeah. There you go. Maybe that's the song we put on the show then. That's the one we'll go. That's the, that's the cleaner one. So I would not recommend anyone go out and listen to half of my playlist. So <laughs> yeah, awesome. go with that one for sure. on your podcast now people definitely will put that in the description go check it out um uh, yeah where, where can people find you on you know on social media to, to follow yeah, so, you yeah me personally it's just at evan siege um and then go check out the business launch traders it's just uh at launch traders so we'll be on youtube tiktok everything so. there you go any last words for any people out there that have been thinking about doing day trading? What would you want them to Just, walk uh, away with from this episode? Be careful who you learn from. That's the biggest thing. Be careful who you give your money to and who you learn from. That's uh, that's huge. You know, take the time to actually vet out whoever's program it is, whether it's ours, whether it's someone else's. Look into are they actually doing this for a living, or have they even done it for a living? That's the biggest thing. And, you know, I also invest in the education. It's, I know it's very, you know, kind of obviously it doesn't come off as genuine because I run a company that sells education. But in the past, I've, edu I've 
bought a lot of education. Um, yeah, I'm sure you have too. Yeah, we both of us were from Future Flipper, and uh, yeah, it's Future Flipper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I love plugging them as much as I can. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the main thing. Invest in the right stuff. Love it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you, everyone out there listening or watching or joining us today. This has been another episode of Raspberry Lemonade. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube or even on uh, any of the podcasts. And I have been forgetting to add this to the show, but I'm going to say it right now. You have been receiving value from this show, whether this episode or previous episodes. I'm doing this for a couple, you know, a couple months now. Please consider supporting the show with a uh, monthly donation or a one-time donation. Even that will also be in the description. And any anything you know, any little or a lot goes a long way. Uh, so we could keep bringing you know very good content for you guys. I have some very top-notch guests coming up, and I would love to be able to get it out there as soon as I can. But as of right now, you know, like just starting off, I'm sure Evan, like you, you can agree, like when you're starting off, like you're gonna have to put everything up front yourself. That's it. So that's why, you know, if it was up to me, dude, like I would, I'd be dropping episodes like left and right. But, <laughs> but yeah, we'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for watching this episode and for your support. So have a good day. Take care. This has been a Redbird Studio production. We hope you've enjoyed the program.